When a group of friends discover how to conjure spirits using an embalmed hand, they become hooked on the new thrill until one of them goes too far and unleashes terrifying supernatural forces. Dive in with us as we unlock <laughs> our next film. <laughs> as we unlock our next film, talk to me. <laughs> Have you seen the group chat? I'm doing it again tonight. No. Please. It's my mom's remembrance day. I just want to forget about it. I'll do it. Cannot go for more than 90 seconds. Am I clear? What happens after 90 seconds? Don't want to stay. Light the candle to open the door. Blow it out to close it. Put your hand on it. Now say, talk to me. What if we open the door, but we didn't shut it? Oh my God, they followed us. I like you. They're not gonna stop. Welcome back to another Chamber of Chills episode. I'm Adam Ragsdale. And I'm Cameron Long. And today, we are ecstatic to announce that we have a special guest with us for the first time ever on Chamber of Chills. He happens to be a dear friend of ours and happens to love film as much as we do. He is also a part of our film production crew, and we have worked together on a few films this past year. I introduce... Anson Wilson. Glad to be here. Thanks. <laughs> We're so glad you're here, Anson. Also goes by Anne or Annie or, or brother. <laughs> or chef. Or uncle. Chef. Or uncle. Chef. <laughs> There's All lots the of names. Yeah. Classic names for Annie. Anson watched Talk to Me with us a few days ago. Yes. And we haven't had a special guest with us yet. And we were just like, hey, what if you joined us on Tuesday to yeah. record? And he was like, I'm down. So we watched it two days ago. Yeah. Look at us. I'm glad you're here, Anson. Super excited. Really, really excited to talk about this film. It's going to be fun. All right, film details. This rated R film is a horror mystery, and it came out in 2023. So we did not see it that long ago. It was directed by the Philippou... I don't know how to say that. <laughs> Philippou Brothers? I think it's Philippo. Philippo? I think so. Okay, that's probably it. It's OU. So I'm gonna swallow. Okay, the Philippo Brothers, Danny and Michael Philippo, they directed Deluge, a short film in 2014, and they own Raka Raka or Raka Raka, a TV miniseries from 2013 to 2016 with 54 episodes. I looked more into this. Raka Raka is a popular YouTube channel with 6.83 million subscribers. This is how they got started and apparently made 154 videos before they decided to film Talk to Me and take it to film festivals. Heck yeah. Freaking crazy. Very inspiring for uh, aspiring filmmakers. Mm -hmm. 
Um, writers, Danny Filippo, Bill Hinsman, and Daly Pearson. So I guess Michael, one of the Filippo brothers, did not write this. Oh. The star cast members. This is what it showed on IMDb. Ari McCarthy, who plays Cole. Okay. Hamish Phillips, who plays Tyson. And Kit Earhart Bruce, who plays Peck. Wait, do you guys remember any of those characters? No, I don't. <laughs> That's what IMDb says? Yes. So All that right. I was like, what the F IMDb? Then below that, it's obviously in the cast. Sophie Wilde plays yeah. Mia. Mm-hmm. Joe Bird plays Riley. And Alexandra Jensen plays Jade. Okay. They're not That's- the star cast on IMDb. So it's like maybe some of the more Somebody's like extra characters were like better or more well-known Australian actors or something. That is interesting. I, no I don't know. Very huh. weird. Couldn't tell you. Didn't receive any Academy buzz, but the awards and nominations it did receive, um, there were a few horror film festivals. The one that caught my attention was the Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films in the Sick. USA. It received two nominations, Best Supporting Actress in a Film for Sophie Wilde. She was the main character. What do you what? mean? What are you I guys see on? That as well. I don't know what's happening. Wow. Yeah, She's the strange. main character, but she got nominated for, yeah, Best Supporting. Yeah, I have no idea how that We got to call them up and ask what the thought process is there. I don't know. That doesn't Uh, make sense. But then the Philippa Brothers also got nominated for Best Film Direction. It did win Best Horror Film. So there you go. Ratings this film received IMDb 7.1 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes a whopping 95%. Whoa. And Letterboxd a 3.6 out of 5. So that would be a 7.2 out of 10. So... Around the same area, except for that Rotten Tomatoes. Financials, I didn't have to use an inflation calculator this time because Heck of yeah. last year. It's crazy. <laughs> so uh, the budget was $4.5 million and the global box office was $92.2 million. So, wow. All right. Pretty great success for a couple of YouTube guys. Honestly, yeah. Film picked up by Good for them. Like you said, that's pretty sick, especially from people who are trying to make films on our own. Yeah. You know? Totally agree. How long filming took, I couldn't find it. But by the looks of their BTS video that A24 posted on their app, it seems like it was probably shot in like a couple of weeks. Okay. I don't know. I can't really, that, just don't take my word for it. So that is, uh, that's the film details for you. All righty. That's it for the uh, Chamber of Chills. We'll see you guys we'll see next you guys week. Next Thanks week. for joining, Anson. <laughs> it's been super fun. Super quick. Really appreciate the... <laughs> it smells like it's time for... A little film... A little sum-sum. A little sum-sum. A little sum-sum. A little summary. All right. Well, I'll take it away. <laughs> I'll take to me... To take the to summary. me? Get, get away. Um, talk to me centers on a group of Australian teenagers who discover a mysterious porcelain hand that allows them to communicate with the dead. <gasps> I know. The hand, when held, opens a portal to the afterlife, granting the holder a brief, intense encounter with spirits. These interactions and their <laughs> interactions can range from exhilarating to horrifying, depending on the spirit that comes through. The film kicks off with Mia and her friends discovering the hand at a party. They learn that by touching the hand, they can temporarily allow spirits to possess them, experiencing a rush likened to a high. This dangerous game quickly becomes an addictive thrill. The teens record their sessions, sharing them on social media and gaining notoriety for their daring exploits. As the story unfolds, the consequences of their actions become increasingly dire. The spirits they invite in become less benign and the possessions grow more violent and disturbing, hinting at a darker realm beyond the initial thrill-seeking adventure. Mia's personal journey is deeply intertwined with these supernatural occurrences as she seeks a connection with her deceased mother, 
only to uncover darker truths and face malevolent forces. As the film progresses to its climax, spoiler alert, Mia's fate is dramatically sealed when her desire to engage with the spirit world leads her into a perilous confrontation, becomes trapped between the realms of the living and the dead. The end. Wait, who is Mia? I didn't think she was a main character. So she was the supporting <laughs> actress in this film. <laughs> you just blink and you'll miss her. <laughs> that was almost a monologue. That was so long. <sighs> Did you memorize all that? You didn't even look at your computer. Yeah, I know. I was just, <laughs> just holding That's eye contact impressive. with Anson the whole time. Oh, man. All Oof. up here in my head. Are you guys feeling a little dancey? A little dancey? Got a little jive. To break this ballroom. Come on. <laughs> All right. Breakdown ballroom. Just for you guys who maybe never listened to us. For you millions of listeners. <laughs> this is us going through our guidelines for what classifies a good horror movie. Starting with our favorite scenes. Anson, how about you kick us off? Man, favorite scenes. I think definitely the montage scene. I feel like that has to be one of my favorites. I also loved the, I guess, transitional scene between Mia going to sleep and then being in her dream. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Like when she was on the bed and then all of a sudden she was like, she walked off of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And there are a lot of scenes like that we'll get into later that I think are really, really impactful for this. But I would say those two. But then one that I actually didn't think about until a few hours ago was the illustration and foreshadowing of the kangaroo at the beginning of the scene. Yeah, putting it out of its misery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then something towards the end. Yeah, of the yeah, yeah. totally. As well. Yeah, I actually, my first one was leaving the kangaroo in the road. Yeah. Shows Riley's heart right off the bat too. So mm. it just builds up the stakes for something happening to him. Yeah. So obviously mm-hmm. like he's probably the most innocent character in the film. And oh, then totally. That's the worst thing happens to him. Yeah. So the stakes are there for sure. What was your first one? My first one was the first party. However, okay. I know it's not perfect because there are other- Intro. Not the intro, not that party. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I, am not, I was I'm, thinking that party. I'm not okay. doing it this week. It is not the first first party. So my apologies. The mm. first party with the main character, or sorry, supporting actors. Oh, yeah. Um, where they encounter the hand. And it's not perfect because there are some things that I'll talk about later that, yeah. you know. But- I did enjoy the way that we saw the main characters like come into contact with the hand and experience it for the first time. Mm-hmm. And the scene just kind of felt fun, even though it is such a dark. It's very playful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's yeah. Play, like you feel like you're kind of kicking back at somebody's house. Like it is, it it's a is party. very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but it, at the same time, you know, there's this horrific thing going on. And I think that balance was really good. So I, I enjoyed that part. It felt a lot like teenagers trying a new drug totally like it's 100 yeah uh, experimental analogous yeah i said the second hand gathering so the time the second time that they all get together to experience the hand which is the montage that's the that's at scene. the house of yeah what's the sister's name uh, jade jade yeah. yeah yeah jade and riley's so riley getting mia's mom was a clever way for her to want him to stay holding the hand longer I yeah that was really clever writing um riley smashing his face into the mantle was pretty gnarly gosh um not even hitting his face in the desk because i was like ah hereditary whatever you know mm-hmm. that they did it better but like right. him going over to the mantle that was a completely different it's like oh dang okay <laughs> i yeah I, I said the exact same thing as you already know because i have talked about this scene i just and i wrote this too but every so often there's just like a scene that just comes in and it just like that scene resonated with me so much because yeah. I thought like the music, first of all, I saved that song and listened to it for like weeks after I saw the movie. The, the montage song. Yeah. yeah. 
it's like Le Monde or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not French. I'm so sorry. (laughs) So I saw somebody online say this, and I totally agree. They said, I firmly believe that when music and visuals come together in such harmony, it creates cinematic magic. It's these moments that make me fall in love with movies over and over again. Mm. Though slightly dramatic, I agree. You know, like I do think when you see things like that coordinate and like they kind of work together to create that scene, it's so fun. And I loved everything from the music, the editing. It just like it's such a fun scene to watch. So I definitely had to put that one in here. Yeah. I was going to say, whenever you can add like playfulness and like a really fun scene like that the dynamics of the film like go way up yeah because you jump from that heightened emotion of like oh this is like actually enjoyable to like oh i'm like anxious yeah yeah yeah. it Uh, escalated very quickly though totally yeah very quickly and that's almost i feel like maybe like part of the intent to just get you like in this playful mood Mm -hmm. and And just flip the switch deceiving a little bit like something so grotesque right after just get your thought dog out and no cameras Good writing for sure. I liked the nighttime sleepover scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seeing the person in the corner of the room playing off of the fear of thinking you see something but not knowing what it is, then it starts moving. That's like oh. such a thing that like everyone yes. experiences. Like totally, you see a coat hanging on the wall and you're like, that's Ooh. a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have chills. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, yeah, yeah, I can't. Uh, I thought that that was the best part of that whole scene. Obviously, that leads to her sucking yeah. his toes and stuff. But. <laughs> no, that's the best part of the movie. <laughs> Cameron's <laughs> <laughs> oh, really she was in that. on those dogs oh, <laughs> oh my yeah that's a great gosh. scene though and what was so fun about that is they don't like it doesn't start panning without it in the frame like it's our, it's in the frame the entire time yeah. yeah and so it gives you time to like kind of try to register like wait totally. is that like a spirit and it's very creepy so yeah, they make you use your imagination yeah. and like almost replay thoughts that you've already had mm-hmm. in your own bedroom, which is awful. Are you still yeah. talking about the toes or? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, well, never mind. Oh, the, one the, the woman in the room. Oh, you're yeah. talking about the ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, I'm just gotcha. Kidding, I know. Yeah. And I do appreciate the fact that it wasn't. There was no quick movement mm-hmm. from that scene either. It was very it was slow. Very slow. Yeah, so your yeah, mind yeah. even played on more with it. Totally. Which made it so much more terrifying. Yeah. I said the hospital shower scene with Riley yep. and Jade. Jade yep. is just going through it the most. Yeah. She, yeah. Poor girl. From him breaking her hand because she tries to save his head. Right. To him like biting her hand and now she's bleeding and watching her brother bash his brain into the yeah. freaking wall. Crazy. Yeah. That was rough. Just because he's already sustained these horrible injuries. Yeah. And you're like, oh man, I can't believe he survived that. And then he starts bashing his head again and you're like, dude, stop. And then when, I think my favorite part of that is when she yells at him, Riley, stop. And he repeats back to her in her voice, Riley, stop, in the exact same tone that she used. Mm. It's like so freaking creepy. Mm-hmm. I love that scene though. Yeah. The scene where we kind of briefly see Riley's current state in limbo, yep, as grotesque and dark as it is, you just see like that kind of blur of like red and black. And there's like this bloody wetness that's just kind of overlaid. Mm. But then you kind of slowly get to see Riley as he's being like pulled back and forth by all these like people. And he's just like 
in like this mosh pit of these spirits and it's so disturbing, mm-hmm. but it's really effective. It yeah. freaking scared the Jesus out of me. So I couldn't agree more. I just said, dude, wildest scene. Yeah. Uh, the lighting, the lack of being able to see everything, the sound design, it was just all insane. Yeah. And I think it was either one of you guys that said right after we watched it that it felt like real hell. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that's very accurate to how it was shot. Yeah. <laughs> so quick and i feel like it's easy to forget how many details are in that shot yeah because it is such a quick scene mm-hmm. but it is one that you you almost have a frame just burned into your brain from yeah, that movie totally um yeah it's very very intricate yeah it is quite haunting agree. my next one mia killing her dad on accident again well not really killing he didn't die yeah um, but again Attempting. yeah films that make you feel are just doing well. Mm-hmm. And you're just absolutely pissed off and sad at the same time at that point. Totally. And you hate Mia, but you also feel for her considering she's struggling with the trauma of her mom's suicide, coupled with the fact that she stayed holding the hand too long the first time and is now being tormented by the demons, which that part of her holding the hand too long is so subtle in the yeah. film. Yeah. She's like, you were just a little over. Are you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm fine. That's the only yeah. time it's ever mentioned ever again. Right. And that's what leads to Mia seeing all these things. Right. Yeah. That's a good point, actually. Because mm. it is, I didn't really recognize how subtle it is until you said that, but it is a very like kind of under the radar mm-hmm. moment. Which I appreciate. Yeah. Do you have any more? I said the climax. I mm-hmm. think the ending is so good. It's just kind of this perfect yeah. ribbon around this entire plot. And essentially, you know, she dies. And just seeing that kind of desperation as she's seeing all of, you know, she sees her friends, she sees her dad, like leaving the hospital and the lights are turning off as they're exiting. You just kind of start to feel like trapped, like Mia might feel in that scene. Mm -hmm. And then when it's darkness and you see the freaking light and she walks over, there's like this hand extending, she holds the hand and now she's the spirit that is being conjured through the hand it was mm-hmm. so freaking cool like just a full like full circle moment so i thought the ending is just perfect yeah yeah i agree and i mean we watched it with my sister and almost brother-in-law jordan and Marin. jordan said he thinks that that was the perfect ending to this film and i i totally agree yeah. too that's all i had that was what i put to the ending cool boom yeah it's great clap. concept Possession Goes Viral is a unique concept built on what already scares everyone but has been done before. So just kind of blending things that have existed before with the idea of like mm-hmm. this virality aspect yes. that Gen Zers so relate to. I thought that was really interesting. I definitely agree. I, I love how they kind of merge modern society with horror because sometimes it can feel like cringy if you like really try to make that happen this movie had so much potential to be cringy totally absolutely but like everyone recording these like possessions i don't know i feel like it kind of speaks to like the voyeuristic nature sometimes of social media 
where like we can just almost like we lose our humanity at times and we just are so obsessed with capturing things on camera that mm -hmm. like you're not facing what is in front of you. I didn't you. even think about that. So like seeing them just all casually record on Snapchat like these possessions, it's like really kind of disturbing because it's like I feel like that is kind of true. But I don't know. I like that part too. I totally agree. Do you have anything on concept? Yeah, I mean, I agree with both of you. I think the whole concept is interesting to me, though, because I've never seen a horror film that was of this age. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like I'd, I'd seen things, you know, like paranormal and stuff like that when they released. But I yeah. think this generation is so different from mm -hmm. the generation that I grew up in. Yeah. That I grew up in. So it was very captivating to see this in just a different light. Totally. Yeah. It's yeah. very relevant. Well, like we just saw Night Swim. Did you see that, Anson? Uh, no. Not yet. So like, You're missing out on a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> I, I think of that though because you make a good point. Like most horror films, at least what feels like, I mean, obviously there are some that can be taken out of this conversation. But a lot of the times it's either in a different era or like modern horror films just don't seem to like, they're not always hitting the mark and not say everyone should. But it definitely feels like putting it in this era with Snapchat and Instagram, like it just did have the potential to be very cringy, like Adam said, but it like works really well. So mm -hmm. yeah, I tip my hat to them. Director's touch. Yeah, it felt great. <laughs> Both of the directors touch. I crave felt it. Felt really great. I just said they made it feel pretty realistic to how today's generation would react. Mm -hmm. I loved some of the artsy shots like you brought up, the dream transition of Mia sleeping to her kissing Daniel. I think that's just good direction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of totally. like, hey, like this transition, like let's add, you know, this sort of artsy little yeah. scene in that even though they didn't have a ton of shots like that, I thought that was kind of cool. Absolutely. I just can't really say much other than I think they did a great job, especially with their background on YouTube. It's like super cool. So yeah, really proud of those guys, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I, I think I'd said it earlier, but it was it was good to see two fresh minds work on a film like this mm -hmm. and their use for in-camera effects rather than just saying, all right, let's, you know, let's spend a million dollars on VFX. Totally. And this is a little bit of like, I don't know if it would be fact forest or whatever. I don't really know. but. I did see something that really intrigued me. I can't remember which of the directors said it, but they said VFX should be used to support in-camera effects, not depended on VFX mm. in film, just because there's more realism with in-camera effects. Yeah. And you can do a lot with what you have. Yeah. You don't have to go and spend a bunch of money to get the most insane graphics like you would see in like MCU or something yeah, like that. So absolutely. I had seen somebody say on their YouTube channel, like they were excited to see the Rakaraka guys make a film and use all the ideas that they'd come up with like effects, practical effects wise and yeah. their other videos and stuff. The so makeup department, cool. dude, yeah. crazy. Even, even the subtlety insane. of like whenever they became possessed with the spirit yeah, like their faces. Oh my gosh! Yeah, how they changed. Yeah, yes. but you could still you you almost could see fifty percent of who was possessing them, yeah. and then still themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty wild. Yeah, man, that's really interesting. Acting. What y'all think about the acting? <laughs> what y'all think? <laughs> I think, for the most part, I was particularly impressed with most of the actors. Yeah, I thought. Joel, what's his character's name? I'm horrible with names. Y'all know this. Yeah, Riley. 
he blew it out of the water, yeah. in my opinion. For mm-hmm. a kid, I don't know how old he is, but... Um, 13, 14, I don't know. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. That's what he looks like. Throwing that out there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's not he's that He's a close young. friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> he killed it. Yeah, he yeah. really did. I had some big issues in the beginning with the mom. Whose mom? Uh, Riley's. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... I mean, she's she's a great actress. See, what's crazy is I think she's probably the most well-known oh, actor in the film. But yes. yeah, she's arguably one of the least captivating on screen. Yeah. But. And then the last person that I was just like completely out on, which he, he doesn't, he's not even in the <laughs> film that much, but it's uh, Jade's boyfriend. Oh, uh, Daniel. I can't. Or the character's name is Daniel. I couldn't stand it. Really? Yeah, I really couldn't. <laughs> How come? I think it was his facial expressions during all of his lines. Okay. He just looked very just, I'm just happy to be here, no matter what the scene is. First feature film, guys. Yes. Yeah. I, 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 couldn't, That's fair. I couldn't do it. That is fair. I will say whenever he was possessed, he was one of the more intense ones being possessed. Yeah, he was. Oh, and there's a great in-camera effect whenever he is possessed too. So he's in the chair. He's got yeah. a grip on the hand. Oh, you when it goes back and forth? He goes from one side of the floor yeah. up and then completely over and the mm. camera follows that movement. Yeah. Beautiful. I know exactly what you're talking Beautiful. about. Beautiful. Yeah. Yep. I agree. I said Mia was really good. Yep. Jade was actually, I Jade was great. I thought Jade mm. was great. Um, Riley, I definitely agree. It was probably the most captivating. I agree. I think Mia did a great job. Riley did a great job. Jade did a great job. I will throw in a sleeper, though. I don't know if anybody else felt this way. If you say who I think you're going to say, I'm going to punch you. Oh, man. Now I'm scared. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. Go say it. So, there's a, I'll explain why. <laughs> oh, there's a backstory that's not good. <laughs> so, for me, I thought Zoe Tarakis, who plays oh, Haley, no. did fairly well. I agree with you. Because... I agree. I think, like... They were intimidating. Like if I was at a party with them and they like tried to get me to talk to the spirits, I can't say that I'd say no because yeah. I was intimidated. She makes you hate her. Yeah. Effective job. Yeah. 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 So, and no. like, here's my thing too. When she was like wanting to be like a dick, she was, but mm-hmm. then also when like it was more serious, I felt like she like fit into that setting pretty well. So I don't know. I, I appreciate it. But then I saw, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, did you not like her, Adam? I didn't, but I have hot takes on why. Mm. So I like I would have to spoil my hot takes. Okay, fine. To give it away. I know, I'm sorry. That's fine, that's fine. I know, I know. All right, moving along to screenplay. Oh, I did make a note of Haley's character right here. Really? <laughs> the writing for Haley's character was unnecessarily annoying at first. <gasps> so this here's my thought, okay? Slapping Jade on the face, acting like such a cool person... I was trying to think, did it add anything to the story? And I think if she was totally normal, it would have mm. been fine too. It didn't add anything. That's fair. Her I, making I get you what hate her doesn't make any sense to the story. I just line. thought they were kind of a badass. <laughs> I don't know. Like they demanded your attention on screen. I, I liked her. But that's fair. You know, it's subjective. Yeah. Art. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I said actually decently realistic for the most part. It yeah. was very much Gen Z oriented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they I did well with it. Kind of had different complaints. Like I do think overall, like they do a great job at making it feel realistic. There were just a couple of lines of dialogue where I was like, ah, didn't like completely land, but I couldn't do much better. So I'll just say that. Hey, don't beat but, yourself up. Hey, stop. <laughs> I'm blushing. But like the one I wrote down when Mia is like, she first encounters the spirit 
and she's like freaking out and then she kind of sees Jade who's kind of skeptical. She I don't know, she's just like, "All right, fine. I'll prove it." And I was like, that just felt like she's a very little flippant. Forced. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just all of a sudden. That's a good way to describe it. And then like that happened a couple of other times and like Jade at that same party. That party's the only time where I really didn't like some of the lines. Like Jade kept like telling the audience in a way yeah, this is all fake. So she's like, oh, time to record another fake video. I was like, that just didn't feel necessary, but that's not her fault. I just mm-hmm. didn't know if that line was really... That's fair. I don't know. I think instead, like for example with Mia, if instead she maybe sees Jade and she's skeptical and you can almost see with her eyes instead of her words, she shows you that she's like, I'm going to prove this. Like I'm going to go back in instead of being like, all right, fine, I'll prove it. And I was like, I don't know. That's yeah. just my take. Yeah. I liked the fact that there was actual good character development. Mm-hmm. I feel like typically, at least in the horror films that I've seen, it's very bland whenever yeah. it comes to development. And I felt like a lot of the characters had a really good progression throughout the film. Yeah. Whether they were going from this really great person to this terrifying person or, you know, being possessed, whatever. But it was really, it was intriguing, I felt. Yeah, that's a good point. The score was super great. So good. The music felt both creepy and had like sad piano in yeah, some parts. Mm-hmm. Like that was Cam's favorite part, the score. This- I was gonna say <laughs> it's the score guy over here. <laughs> yeah, I did actually I did really enjoy the score on this one, which is how you know it's it's there. Mm-hmm. But you quotes from Cam. <laughs> it's there because I know it's there. <laughs> but I know that you, you guys talked about the soundtrack too. Yes. Very great. That, mm-hmm. that one song, dude. Really, really good soundtrack. Sia, Chandelier. Come on. Yeah, great scene. <laughs> the best it was a good scene, though. It <laughs> does kind of show a, good like, scene. a relatable humanity to them. Yeah. So. It shows that Riley and Mia are like, technically yeah. brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinematography. This is Anson's Man. expertise. So good. Yeah, it was great considering the fact that it was horror. Mm-hmm. Um, totally agree. I, I don't think I've seen nearly as many horror films as you guys, but the in-camera effects, like, I said earlier, they were unbelievable yeah. for me. Tilting back for each person whenever they got possessed. Um, the the lighting say, in yeah. for the for all of the parties was yeah. spectacular. Mm-hmm. But it was so simple at the same time. Like nothing was like stro- like there weren't too many strobes except at the beginning of the film. And then the lighting and the visual of Mia. I think after the first party, whenever it was raining outside mm-hmm. and she's sitting on the back of the couch, just the lighting in that with the rain. Yeah. Totally. Um, cinematically, it, it was, was pretty. very, very nice. Yeah. And I, I completely agree. Like for this to be their first like feature film. Oh my god, Pretty wild. Yeah. To have that cinematography. It's impressive. Uh, and I made the note too that you already brought up of the, the camera following Daniel in the chair as he moved back and forth in the chair possessed. Yeah. So yeah. sick. So good. Yeah. And not distracting either. No. Yeah. You can tell that they weren't overdoing it. It was just very well done. Yeah. I don't know if this makes sense either, but the movie in a way, and this is like an area I'm not as, you know, can't speak on as much. But one thing I will say just kind of as your average viewer, it did feel sometimes like the atmosphere was like tight in a way. Like it just felt like... Like claustrophobic. A little bit. You know, there weren't a lot of moments where I felt like there were there was plenty of room, you know, to just kind of take a breath. Almost in that sense too. It like in a weird way made me feel like 
closer to the characters. Like you're just kind of standing there with them in this little spot, you know, like you're not really in this like large space. You're just kind of like viewing everything very closely. So I, that's one thing I kind of noticed, but yeah, a lot of the shots are very, very tight, which definitely make you feel that way. And I think this might go, maybe this goes under score, but I know we already mentioned sound design, but mm. sound design throughout this movie is unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. And I think in relation to cinematography, there's this thing called J cuts and L cuts in film. And I kind of talked about this yeah, earlier this week. I was going to say, I want you to bring this up because this is interesting. Yeah. So L cuts are like hard cuts going from maybe a quiet room to you're on a highway, just like that. Mm. J cuts is like a slow bleed, almost like a dissolve from shot A to shot B with audio so that you hear something that doesn't visually make sense until you get to the next scene. And a good example of it, I mean, they do it a lot in, in the ambulance. Film. They did it with the ambulance in this. The ambulance. I don't remember the ambulance. Mm -hmm. I don't remember either. I just remember the, I remember it was like you heard the sound of the ambulance in a different shot oh, okay, and then yeah. okay. cut to the hospital. The one that I'm thinking of was uh, pretty close to the hospital, I think. I believe Mia is washing her hands or something mm -hmm. and you hear the water running and then, or I think at first you don't hear the water running. You see her washing her hands, you hear the water start to run and then it starts to get louder almost and then it cuts to forget his name again, Joel. Yeah. Right. Uh, being, right, in, yeah. being in the shower and then bathing him, which uh, that scene yeah. before he starts smashing his head is eerie. Because <laughs> yeah. he's sitting there and he looks like he he's looks terrifying. dead. Yeah. Poor kid. That's interesting though. Yeah. I didn't know that's what that was called. That's yeah. awesome. I've never yeah. done that. All right. Lastly, overall impact. What you got? Well, Kim? it's hard to say. I do think it's a fresh take on possession, which is fun. You know, like we don't have the traditional... Ouija board or seance in the traditional sense, but we kind of have this new object to look at as kind of this symbol. And I feel like we've seen the possession narrative a hundred times over. So it's just kind of refreshing to see that. Um, I think Michael and Danny really made a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I hope we get more from them in the years to come. I'm sure we will because this movie was pretty successful. So uh, that's kind of, that's my take on it. Yeah. I mean, I, th I thought it was executed very, very well. I'm still shocked that this is their first feature. Yeah, and, yeah. But giving credit where credit's due, I don't think it would have been this good of a film if they hadn't put in the hundreds of videos that they've yeah, worked totally. at on YouTube. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they did a lot with a DSLR camera and you figure out how to make do with what you have. Yeah. And so it definitely shows in this. And I do think it, it is a great fresh take yeah. on this type of film. Basically said the same thing. It's just said a solid horror film, especially since it's a 2023 horror made by some young dudes whose only filmography is a bunch of YouTube videos. Yeah. But a bunch is a bunch. Like they put in the work for sure to get where they are. Totally. Okay. Next cool. section. It's getting a little breezy. It's getting a little breezy. Easy breezy. I hear beautiful. the leaves. <laughs> hear those owls. <laughs> we are entering the fact forest where I will share any, uh, Random fun facts about the film slash the making of the film. Mm -hmm. That said, did you know? Peter Jackson, director of the Lord of the Rings series, praised this film saying, it's relentlessly scary and disturbing in the best way possible. Talk to me isn't just good. It's very, very good. The best, most intense horror movie I've enjoyed in years. That 
Talk from about a compliment. From Imagine someone of that, seeing that yeah. compliment. From someone of that from caliber. Peter Jackson. Like you're making YouTube videos and then your first feature film is complimented praised, by Lord wow. of the Rings. Who's made the highest director. rated trilogy of all time. Oscar winning. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Six hands were made for the movie should any of them happen to get damaged or broken. Director Danny Philip Filippo. Is that what we decided? Yeah. Filippo. Sure. Uh, <laughs> he kept one of them. So. Oh. Psychopath. No way. Except for a couple of grip rig shots, the entire second possession scene, the montage, was shot in less than one hour, which is That's crazy. Unbelievable. The vibes in that hour must have just been so high that they're like, okay, do this, and now you do that. There's no like, way Danny and Michael were not on uh, cocaine. Yeah, everybody was on cocaine. I'm serious. Did you watch the BTS videos? Because <laughs> they look like really crack. Danny and Michael turned down the chance to direct an unknown film in the DCEU in favor of having Talk to Me be their directorial film debut. What's the DCEU? So it's James Gunn. You know how he's taken over the DC universe? Yeah. And so like new Superman, new, uh, new everything. And so I guess they would have had the chance to jump oh. in on that. To direct a yeah, call superhero it a movie. Isn't that crazy? I do have faith, I will say. In the DCEU. I think James Gunn will do some special stuff with it. But. Interesting. It's a good call going, I think, this direction to flex your creative juices a little bit. Yeah. So, Take an A24 film first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I respect them for that. They definitely didn't chase the dollar sign there. When asked if he would make a sequel, director Danny Filippo said back online, OMG, yes, A24 would need the first one to be successful, though. Ha ha, help me. And here we are. And it was. So. Oh, well, good for them. Good for them, because now, <laughs> I think we talked about this the other day. I think there is a sequel. Did you guys find that anywhere? Somebody said that. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it is either. I, I, really I did see a lot of people saying that they want there to be a sequel. No. I don't think I, there should be. We are not people. But <laughs> we're not those people. <laughs> we're not those people at all. The fan, the fan, wow. The film was banned in Kuwait due to the appearance of trans actor Zoe Tarakis. Yeah, pretty crazy. Mm. First lead starring role in a theatrical feature film of actress Sophie Wilde. Shout out to her. Good job. Second highest grossing film in A24's history as of 2023, which is also pretty crazy because they've uh, come out with quite a bit. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah. Filippo Brothers have attracted more than 1.5 billion views on YouTube with over six and a half million subscribers, which uh, we already kind of know at this point. But mm. that is it for my fact, Forest. I hope you guys enjoyed. Sweet. I had a few. I know Anson, you had a couple. I was just, whenever I was doing a little bit of research. Let's hear it. Go for it. Talk to me sold to numerous international distributors at the 2022 Keynes Film Festival. Ooh. It had its debut in a preview screening at the Adelaide Film Festival on 30th October, 2022. And then the film had its international premiere at the 2023 Sundance Film Festival in its midnight lineup. After the premiere spurred a bidding war with Universal Pictures and A24, and A24 won and acquired the rights to distribute the film in the United States. So that's pretty wild. That'd be crazy to be in the middle of watching Universal and A24 do a bid. Oh my God. Bid off you for your movie. Yeah. Crazy. Surreal. The last one, directors Danny and Michael Filippo worked closely with producer Samantha Jennings, one of the co-founders of production company Causeway Films, who is familiar with Adelaide. They knew her from working with her on The Babadook, 2014, another Causeway Films production, and credit her with keeping them grounded and helping to shape the film. Oh, wow. So I guess they were a part of the production for The Babadook in 2014. Wow. 
What yeah, a that's really cool interesting. life experience. I know. How old are they? I don't know. They look young. I think they're 13 or 14. <laughs> <laughs> Riley was actually one of them. Uh, yeah. I actually, this reminded me, I have a fun fact for your fun fact. Oh. This rocked my world and I'm about to sound like a dummy. But I just discovered the film festival is pronounced con. No. Yeah. It's not Keynes? It's not Keynes. It's French. Con. Like. I have heard that. Everyone that has said Keynes. Yeah. I've heard cans. Cans? <laughs> I said. Yeah. Let me see. I, heard, I said it the other day. I forgot who it was who corrected me. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure. And then they were like, no, it's con. And then I Googled it. Hold on. I wonder if my mic can hear this. Can. Oh, can. Not con. Wait, now I'm double stupid. It's called Genghis Khan's Film Festival. <laughs> Genghis Khan's Film Festival. <laughs> oh. Can. It's Can. Okay, so the Cans. Can. Oh, also the Filippo brothers are 31 years old. Dang. Wow. That's me. Yeah. You're old. You are Filippo. They had a four and a half million dollar budget. <laughs> I won't see and four and, and a half million dollars. <laughs> He's like, I'm sitting in it. Adam's closet right now recording this. <laughs> We didn't have room in the studio. I'm sorry. We're all on one mic right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I had I had two really interesting ones. Okay, okay. If I if I can share them, please don't. All right, I won't share them. <laughs> no. So all of the main characters, or all of the supporting actors, <laughs> yeah. however you want to look at it, were in the opening scene, but dressed up as other characters, like at the first party. And there's proof of it, too. I've got a picture. And it's really interesting. What? Yeah. That's kind of fun. I didn't even notice. You didn't know that Riley was the kid who stabbed himself? <laughs> <in the> beginning? <laughs> what? I totally missed that. <laughs> so that's one. And it is really interesting. And actually, one, one or both of the Filippo brothers are in the opening scene as At well. the front door. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I want to find this picture. Yeah. Actually, just and there, it it's, it's really easy to see. I don't know if it's Danny or if it's Michael that's in it. Okay. But it's really easy to pick him out, but it's near to impossible to pick out the supporting actors. <laughs> um, he is the, the cabinet. Me <laughs> in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the second one was the scene where Mia's in hell originally had a lot more to it, but the producer said that it would receive an NC-17 rating if they didn't cut back. However, they did hide a lot of frames, or maybe I shouldn't say a lot, they did hide some frames in the sequence that are way more jarring than what you can remember. Oh my gosh. That's How crazy. would that receive an NC-17? That's, they I, said it was so intense that it was going to take it to a completely different level. And they said they wouldn't even discuss it with anyone. I have to see this. I'm so curious Uncut. now. Jim's. Release the uncut version. I'll email we'll them the and ask them to yeah, send do you it mind to me. Reaching out yeah, to yeah, yeah. Them. Start the We're the same age, so say, yeah, you guys they'll send it back. to me. <laughs> you guys probably both attended Paranormal Activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag 1993. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. Wow. Cool. I hate that you guys, it was my job this week to do Fact Force, and you guys came through with better facts. <laughs> That's not true. Hey, no, it's okay. No, yours no, were amazing. Take my yours were so hey, good. Yours were amazing. Guys, stop. What, hey, what were they? I don't remember them. <laughs> no, one of them was about the subscribers on YouTube. <laughs> I know. They had a YouTube channel. 
that's it. That was his first one. <laughs> that literally was my first one. Fun fact. Oh, they started funny. on YouTube. That's funny. No, I. It's so it's so hard writing notes and doing research without seeing fun facts. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just take my job. <laughs> Miss Hat Mountain. I only mm. got two because there's only one on IMDb. Yeah. Oh, no, I only got one. I got one too. <laughs> it's the same one. The I'm going to bet y'all have the same Let's one. Let's say it at the same time. Three, two, one. When, when the, the main, main character. <laughs> no way. Yeah, we're not yeah. original at all. I know. Go ahead, Cam. Uh, so when the main character, supporting actress, <laughs> becomes possessed for the first time at a party, they give you the timestamp, 20 minutes and 41 seconds into the movie. The microphone of the film crew is visible in the lower right corner. Yeah, that pissed me off yeah, whenever I saw that. It kind of ruined the whole film. For, that is unacceptable, though. That is pretty bad. But. Especially in the editing room. <laughs> okay, editor. Yeah, the editor should have caught that. I kind of want to go say, see it now. I did make a note. I know $4.5 million budget, whatever, they got picked up by A24. Pretty wild that this is their first film, and I was that was the only goof. You know what I mean? There are some much larger scale yeah. productions that we've critiqued that or that we've reviewed that have way more film mishaps. Yeah, for sure. Moving right along into Change Chamber. Is there anything that doesn't make any sense? Hmm. <laughs> 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 yeah. Few things. Okay. Not to pick the Filippo Brothers part because yeah, yeah, it's the yeah. first film. Right, right, right. You'd think. With this random demonic hand that lets you see dead people, you'd try and find out where it came from and what it is before you try it. Yeah. But I will say the only caveat to that, of course, is the analogy to it being like a drug at a party. Yeah. And every kid's like, I just want to try it. Yeah. But not every kid is like that either. I, so I wrote the same thing actually for my first one because I, and totally, I agree if it's, you know, this kind of analogy. But that first, the very first party, <laughs> that was all recorded. Like, remember when he's like, put mm -hmm. your phones away? And like, wasn't it posted online, but they're still messing with it? I just didn't feel like that part was the most realistic. But again, you don't want to pick them apart. Like, I know you can't make everything make complete and total sense. Yeah. However, that was the only thing where I was kind of like, I feel like because of that, that incident at that party, they wouldn't continue just doing this so casually. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's scenes that I would completely take out, but... Really? Yeah. Like what? I'd take out the dog scene. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. That like, was in here totally. for me, too. The only, the only reason why I could see it being kept is if you correlate these kids wanting to grab the hand because it is like a drug and there's this excitement behind it. Yeah. There's also a caveat to doing that, to partaking in drugs and getting in the mix with stuff like that like the negative side of it doing crazy things that you wouldn't normally do yeah i.e making out with a dog on the ground yeah. yeah um i've only done that like twice yeah yeah but you haven't again and you only liked it <laughs> yeah, once yeah i was right i was done after the second time i said <laughs> first time you said i'm gonna try it <laughs> one more time. i just need just one, one more, more. <laughs> yeah, one more yeah. just a different dog this time i just it the movie wouldn't have been Better yeah. or worse without it or with it. I but agree. It's just done. And when you say there. it that way, then like you, I feel like could take it out if it doesn't contribute, you know? Yeah, that's a good one. I said the demon hand reaching towards Riley early on at night didn't make any sense. Yeah. Riley hadn't used the hand yet. 
So was it figurative foreshadowing mm. while he was laying down? That's the only time figurative, like maybe because demonic activity happens though. at that moment was Mia laying next to him. Yeah, she was. Yeah, so maybe because she held on to it for longer than I don't know. But that's never affected people around. Them. It was a cool shot, so I liked it. But yeah, I guess it doesn't make total sense. I wonder if it was their idea of a jump scare. Yeah, maybe because mm. it did know. get me. Yeah, I was like, it's creepy. Oh my! Well, because she like brushed his hair behind it, or something. She did something to his face, like just. And then her hand goes out of frame and then that hand comes in and you're like, oh, that's not her hand. Mm-hmm. Very creepy. I said that, uh, which this is, uh, I'm not different or original for this because I saw people saying this too, but I noticed this in the film, like Mia just being able to wheel Riley out of the hospital without anyone noticing or like security or like anybody yeah. like, oh, she probably shouldn't be taking that, you know, destroyed <laughs> child, child out of the up. hospital. Yeah. That was one thing that didn't make a ton of sense to me, but maybe she like teleported or something. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that demon hand gave her a little boost. <laughs> She's gonna give her a little Avengers. push out the door. Push out the door, yeah. <laughs> Covered much. the doctor's eyes. <laughs> um, <laughs> just some hands. That's just Dang. a bunch of demon hands covering. Okay. My next one. Why didn't Riley tell Mia he was looking at her dead mom before he said, I let you in? He had a time to do that. You'd think oh, like interesting. To, to warn somebody before you let your body take on the spirit of your sister's best friend's dead mom. I didn't think about that. I didn't either. Because there is that yes, little bit like of He like looks at her and she's like, what? And then he's like, I let you in. Like, He's like, screw it. Let's do this <laughs> yeah. thing. I'm like, what? That Let's get this party started. <laughs> that is I'd be like, Mia, I see your, your mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a great point. I didn't even. Hmm. Yeah. Good for you. Gold star for you. Hey, thanks. You Slap it right on that good. cheek. <laughs> and then your face too. Did you have any more, Anson? I don't know if this would be like a, a change necessarily, but in regards to like realistic acting within the confines of this scenario, yeah, I do feel like Jade is the only one, maybe a little bit minus the Jade's mom, that is acting realistically. Other than the fact that she drags her brother to this party. Yeah. I don't understand that. Even if he was like, oh, I'm going to tell mom about what you up. did. Yeah. I totally agree. I would have been like, yeah, tell her. Yeah. Fine. You're, You're not, not coming to this party. To this party <laughs> yeah. And I'm not going to let you participate watch. or yeah. watch. Yeah. Especially because you're six years old. Could we say? Oh, wow. He's six now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> decreasing in age. <laughs> Benjamin Button. You, um, what were you saying? Sorry. Sake of the plot? Question mark? Sake of the plot. Could for be. Sure. Could be. My, did you, wait, did you have more? No. Okay. Uh, I have a couple more. I'm hollow. I'll barrel. I'll barrel through. Go for it. The mom scratching didn't make a ton of sense on the door. Yeah. She overdosed, scratched on the bathroom door, but then her back is to the door whenever the dad opens it. Mm. So I'm like, how did this pan out? Maybe she she freaks out, scratches the door, and then gives up, puts her back to the door. Yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. And then passes it, and then, then over just like reached over her head and <laughs> started scratching that. That leg. was her spine scratching <laughs> the door. <laughs> yeah, we talked about the death a little bit yeah. after watching. Mm-hmm. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense, and it never. Yeah. There was never any resolve to it yeah. either. Also, I, yeah. it, in like her, like her demonic self looked like she had like drowned. Yeah, it didn't. Yeah, look. yeah, yeah. Did you? Okay. Did you guys notice she almost started off not as dead, and then 
periodically throughout the movie, she became more rotted. No, I didn't. Mia's mom. I feel like she did. And she almost became more wet too. Oh. Which I don't know if that has any. (laughs) 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 Uh. Dang it. Adam, anytime we make eye contact with the. No, you're right. She did. But I totally get what you're saying. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what to, what, what we, you know, what, where they are in the afterlife. You know, that's never explained. Yeah. Maybe they're just in a pond. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's great. My next one Jade found Mia's dad still hanging on by a thread. Why the booty did Mia not try to call the cops to save him like right after she stabbed him? Yeah. She just leaves. Oh, yeah. Mm. I mean, maybe she's so, so like, like, just worked up yeah. in her mind and she just can't think straight. But I'm yeah. like, There's he's like, not he's dead. dead. He su- somehow survives the whole night. That's a good point. But she doesn't call the cops like Jade has to do that. And then my yeah. final note, more importantly, though, how did the dad not die <laughs> to yeah. the scissor stab? That, that did feel a little... Because he definitely, she definitely took the scissors out of his neck. Yes. She had him in the hospital. Yeah. Which, that's a whole nother thing. How did the mom not see the scissors in the back of yeah. Mia's pocket? Yeah. But yes, I don't know how her dad didn't die. Yeah, that was weird. Okay, that's all for me. Um, is there anything we'd change about the film? I the only thing I said, although it kind of like comes full circle, like Anson said, character development um can be a key here. But I do wish that the character of Mia at times was more likable or intelligent. Because there are many moments in this film where she feels either incredibly selfish or just like super dumb. And we've said this before, but like when you have a somewhat unlikable pro- like protagonist, it doesn't really make you care as much. And not to say I didn't care about like what was at stake, because Riley was actually the one who felt like had more at stake than Mia. But just following this kind of annoying protagonist at times, you're like, dude, kind of killing me right now. And so then when she died, it wasn't as like, oh, no, you know, that was just me. Yeah, which I was thinking about that because I completely agree. It's like, it's such a balance to writing a character that's conflicted and dealing yeah. with like their own past and making bad decisions that have to aid the plot yeah. without making them annoying. Right. I've actually argued about this with Marin on the show Sons of Anarchy. Really? Because the main character makes so many dumb decisions that I'm like, I don't know how I'm supposed to care for him. Yeah. Like for real. But like he's the, what the show is centered around. So yeah. It's tough. I only have one, too. Um, make Haley not a freaking trash can of a person for no reason. <laughs> but I said, okay, here's the thing. Maybe Fair just enough. make her not care about anything or anyone. Almost apathetic. Like okay. a druggie or something. That's I just fair. thought, which I know you, you said you thought she was kind of like a badass. But like, I thought it was forced. Really? Like her slapping yeah. Jade on the cheek. I'm like, they're friends. That doesn't I could feel see, realistic at all. I could see where you're coming from. Do you think they're actually friends? In, like not like not outside, outside of, of the film, but inside. I think that that's yeah, because Haley and Jade are talking. She's like, "Why'd you bring her?" As oh, if like true. she invited Jade mm, to the party. That's true. That's fair. And then she slaps her. <laughs> yeah, which I'm like, maybe that's her character, but I just thought it just felt forced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, you're just wrong. But like, I I agree. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Casting. So Anson said this when we finished watching, and I agree. It was really nice seeing a horror film with a cast of unknown actors for the most part because it did kind of add this sense of like realism where it's like, I don't know these people. Like, I don't know what's about the, you know, like 
Mm-hmm. It'd be totally different if it was like Jennifer Lawrence thrown in there. Like you're like, oh, you know, it's Jennifer Lawrence. But I don't know. I think it was kind of fun to just see these kind of random new up and coming actors. And I'm always a big fan of like talent, you know, having time to like shine, you know, get their spotlight. So I liked it. I wouldn't change it. I think even if I could, I wouldn't know who to put in those positions. Yeah. In those characters. Yeah, I was thinking about that too. I Adam totally disagrees. He's about to give us an entire <laughs> He's list. Give us a whole fan cast. Director, producer. Though, <laughs> no, I mean, I well, first and foremost, I agree with the the sentiment mm-hmm. about them being all unknown actors. I yeah. completely agree. It aids realism, and we even talked about that with Paranormal Activity. Yeah, I think that they did well for the most part. I think a, cu- a few characters could have been changed, but wait, like I'm, which characters? <laughs> I don't know. Let me think about it. <laughs> But I more so think that's a writing adjustment yeah. um, than it is like an acting adjustment. Yeah. So I, I, it would be interesting to see character like actors that we know in yeah. those roles. But that's fair. Just for like a fun experiment. I don't know. Like our classics, I, they're just so our go tos. But yeah, you know, like the freaking Jenna Ortegas and yeah, Johnny Alex, <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Depp. He would be great as Johnny one of the Depp demons. As one of the kids. <laughs> as one of the kids. Aged now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure, no, he'd fit for sure. No, I didn't actually write out my. I'm surprised, honestly. I thought this would be kind of a opportunity for you to shine. I know. I thought I would, and then I was like, "You're just dull." I'm just so dull and boring. (laughs) You're a good old number two pencil. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was like, the problem is, whenever I cast for like films like this, I feel like it just ends up being like the same cast that I always try to come up with, Mm. like the scream queens and the scream kings. Like you know, yeah. There's only so many that you can choose from. Least favorite part of the film? I would just say the scene with the dog. I, I concur. I concur. actually put the exact same thing. Let's go. Yeah. Daniel making out with the dog unnecessarily. Three for three. Yep. Boom. We're it was so un- I completely agree. It was totally unnecessary. Title of the film and movie poster. I really like them both, honestly. I love the hand being the focal point as it kind of reaches out from the shadows. Um, I think it looks really cool using the object of the film in the poster rather than, you know, I hate the like floating head posters that or like for every big film now. Yeah. Uh, which doesn't happen as much for horror. But, and then Talk to Me, I think is a fun title. So I like them both. Yeah, I, I think you, you kind of mentioned it in previous podcasts, but the simplicity behind a lot of movie posters is still arguably really intriguing. Mm-hmm. I like this one. And I'm glad they didn't do something ridiculous like instead of spelling out T-O, putting like, Oh, yeah. I'm sure if they do a sequel. I was going to say, for the sequel, I did see. I guarantee you they're doing it. Number two. Are they doing it number two with the fingers? That's so stupid. I can't stand that. Yeah, I don't like when they do that. Oh, it's already on IMDb. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Talk number two. Golly, that sucks. No. This doesn't have to do with the movie poster, but did you guys watch uh, any of the trailers for the film? Gosh, probably not since theaters. Not since it came out, yeah. So one of my favorite things that I haven't seen in a while is whenever A24 comes up, the hand turns oh, yeah. into the two. So sick. It was great. Yeah, that I love cool. that I forgot little about that. thing. You just unlocked so a good. memory from last summer. Yeah. Well, and they did that with like everything everywhere with yeah. the eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Becoming the yeah, A24. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. That's cool. They're so unique. No, I agree. I, I like the title. It's memorable. It's simple. Yeah. I have nothing cool. against it. I do like the poster, actually, mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Poster looks cool. Yeah. What would be a worse name for the film title? Oh, yes. Go. 
I've got one. Just one. Okay. And I don't know why it just came to me. I just said, <laughs> talk to me, daddy. <laughs> That's oh, it. My <laughs> just gosh. a comma, daddy added to the end. Talk to me, comma, daddy. That's it. That's the parody. That's the parody. Movie. I think uh, that's what you have to say. That like, should be seriously. our next short film is uh, talk, talk to me, to daddy. daddy. Kind of like Jason Derulo's Talk Dirty to Me. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. In the Classic. Same, yeah. That's going to be in the soundtrack. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I had two. First one, The Secret Handshake. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Okay. <laughs> and the second one, Dog Breath. Oh, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Adam? I got nothing. I put hand job. Moving on. You <laughs> <laughs> said it so casually. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have much this week. <laughs> Proceeds to drop. That oh, is. man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. That was good. <laughs> That's going on the Patreon. That's a knee slapper. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't come up with anything. I was trying to think of like other movies or TV shows that yeah. had the word something that like had hand in it. And you yeah, use that nothing. Oh man, it's a little warm, a little toasty. Oh, one might say. Time to take off the clothes. Time to take off the clothes. Fun fact: we're already all naked right now. <laughs> we just have socks on. Sharing <laughs> just three sharing, socks each. Sharing one mic. <laughs> what? Three socks and one mic. Oh, three guys, three socks, one mic. There you go. Hot takes Holloway, baby. Baby yep. girl. Baby, there it is. For you, <laughs> um, starting with our favorite reviews. Yes, sir. Ten stars. Tens first. <laughs> ten stars first. Okay, our ten star reviews. Anson. All right. My ten star is from IMDB from C.D. Whitaker. Ooh. And this was July of last year. Oh. <laughs> Hard to believe a pair of YouTubers could ascend to the big screen. Enter Talk to Me, a harrowing portrayal depicting the struggle of Mia, Sophie Wilde, as she attempts to fit in amongst her peers whilst dealing with the loss of her mother one year prior. Wilde delivers a standout performance amid a fantastic ensemble cast. The tension builds steadily throughout, punctuated with brief respites of humor. The suspense is earned and not by cheap jump scares. Mia's imploding mental fragility is illustrated by McCliskey's Beautiful cinematography as she becomes increasingly isolated. Go see it. Wow. That's a good review. Okay. Yeah. Solid 10 star. I have two. First one. <laughs> I'm not wearing socks to bed for real. <laughs> that was from somebody off Letterboxd. Well, like, you shouldn't anyway. I couldn't say. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> the next one, though, comes from Hockey M Squad. Who said, one thing about scary movies is I'm always trying to be a detective while watching to determine if I can figure out the next scene or the ending. And not being able to figure out where the movie is heading is the best part and is what makes me entertained. I would love to see a sequel or maybe a prequel that show the history of the hand itself. This would be a good opportunity to develop a universe around the hands. The way Insidious or the final destination where the movies connect in a way. I chose it because... I just think it's interesting to hear from somebody who loved it. It is like, let's build a universe <laughs> around it. It's just such a crazy take to me. You've never seen the HCU? The Hanson Amount of Oh my gosh. I hate how many reviews I read where people yeah. said, Bring on the sequel. There's got to be a sequel coming. 
Guys, you guys are ruining there cinema. There can be standalone films. There should yeah. be more standalone. Handalone film. Handalone films. <laughs> 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 All right, Myra did Stall. I did too, too. Uh, but I, the second one, I only did the title. The rack rack lads finally shift to the big screen and do an incredible service to the Aussie horror scene. Having seen the rack rack duo work on their effects for years online, I bought advanced screening tickets just to see how they improve with the budget and what an incredible step up. The effects look amazing, the character designs are genuinely haunting, and the story is incredible. Don't worry if you're not a huge fan of jump scares. This isn't one of those films that use them like, a, like it's a life support. Much of the suspense is maintained through the performance of the actors, which remains unreal throughout. You can see the fear develop through expressions and feel the atmosphere of the scene in your seat. The story does not disappoint, going in a different direction than an expectation multiple times and leaving the plot feeling fresh rather than out of a mold. We'll definitely be seeing again, so happy to have a great addition to Aussie Horror. I hope they make a slasher next. Those effects are made for it. So a slasher. It would be interesting to see them make a slasher. Yeah. From Spongebob, the hash-slinging slasher. Yeah, exactly. The hand-slinging slasher. Just live action. The hand-slinging <laughs> slasher. Yeah, it's the live action. And then my next one, just the title. Somebody said, if The Conjuring and Insidious had a baby, this would be it. Interesting. Which I, I thought about that a lot. Yeah. Completely agree. I'm trying to think about that. And I'll dissect that actually. Yeah, hot I might need that. some dissection there. One stars. Title is, Oh Please. What uh, This is Paul Padol. What a waste of time. I really was expecting something big from this movie, but then again, I remembered it's an A24 production. The movie has no plot, only random events. There's no character development. And speaking of it, the main character, which he's already wrong here, it's the supporting actor, yeah. was so annoying. Like, where did come from the object? Why the chant is, I let you in. <laughs> If you want to know, you need to talk to the director or writers because unfortunately you can't obtain these informations from the movie. There's no use. This movie is corny. Sucks for real. Thank God I didn't need to pay to watch this terrible thing. Don't believe the hype. The hype. All right. Oh, A24 comments. Wild. Yeah. Unbelievable. Some people suck. Um, I had two. Again, a short one. First, from Tommy, who just said, Barry Keoghan, but make it toes. So I'm just going to leave that one there. Next oh one. Oh my gosh. Um, kind of like Anson's. I've known for a while that A24 only releases horror films for pretentious people that don't actually like horror, but want to watch horror. I know this, yet I keep watching the garbage they release in the hopes that just once, okay, twice, as Tusk is a masterpiece of horror comedy, they'll release a good horror movie. Yet, here we are once again with a horror film that's well shot, but just an abysmal excuse for a horror film. I wish nothing but the worst for A24. Actually, that's not true. I wish them nothing but the best, even though they consistently put out the absolute worst in horror. I wish I could give this garbage a zero, but since I can't, one out of ten, avoid it at all costs. That's from Mr. Meat Hook. He sounds like his favorite movie is Scary Movie 1. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> that Tusk is crazy. Is a masterpiece. Yeah, I, it's unbelievable. For you to pick that one out of their vault, that's pretty crazy. But yeah. Oh my god! I was surprised by the A twenty four hate in the comments. What is going reviews. on? So, I don't know. Oh man. Okay. 
I put two. Some of the they're both kind of medium, um, but they're both interesting. The first one, uh, both from IMDb, title: Tiresome, Selfish Girl. A bunch of narcissistic, self-obsessed kids with no intelligence, common sense, nor even survival instinct. Surprised they even lived long enough to be the loathsome adolescents they turned out to be. I got the sense I was somehow supposed to be rooting for Mia, but she was repulsive. Selfish, self-pitying, ready to endanger people who were trying to be nice to her and help her just because my mom died. What? Grow up and start thinking of other people, not yourself. What she did to her friend's brother was brutally callous and evil. A fitting end would have been to see her going up in flames about 45 minutes into the film. Distasteful and unoriginal, mean-spirited pap. My goodness. They Coming out of the red corner. Hated it. Seriously. Man, hated her. Gosh, yeah. That was bad. That is bad. My goodness. Next one, absolute rubbish. I'm going to struggle to come up with a single positive thing to say about this movie, so I'll skip to the end and just say what is easy to say about it. There isn't a single decent actor in this movie. It is just a bunch of kids that are pretending to be something they are not and making a very bad job of it. It's not scary, it's boring. Not a single likable character, so I couldn't care less what happens to any of them. This movie has had a massive buildup and clearly lots of fake reviews. How Miranda Otto decided to be in this, I will never understand because she is the only actually talented person in this disaster and is and in this, she was also terrible. Dismissed. Wow. People have piping hot reviews. That is scorching. On the one stars of this film. Good Went, went on to make nearly $100 million I know, I'm like, office. how do you argue with yeah, that? Yeah, you can't. Also, I feel like if you're going to say that Miranda Otto is the best, the, part of the best part of the film, you're saying it just because you only know her name. Wait, isn't she in Lord of the Rings? Yes, she's yeah. one of the elves, yeah. isn't she? Yeah. Wow, I just, I just put two and two together. Wow. Scorching. Yeah. Scorching. Flames in 45, flames. first 45 minutes. Pretty wild. Whew. Okay, do we have any hot takes about the film? I can't tell you why, and I'm not trying to be like a pick-me dude, because there was one scene that, you know, this does not apply to. However, I didn't find the film as a whole super scary. I did think it was disturbing. Like, it's very jarring. But I never feel like super scared where like I walk away like it where it just like sticks with me like oh my gosh that's just like uh like haunting and I say that's a hot take because like the classic reviews sometimes they just a lot of people were saying how like terrifying it was I do think it's disturbing and I think the scene in limbo is scary like that one kind of stuck with me but overall it's not a super scary film but I don't know I would agree I think I had a lot of anxiety yeah in this like I felt like my heart was racing Almost throughout the whole movie. Yeah. But yeah, it wasn't anything like where I got in my car of, yeah. and drove home and was thinking about it's this tense and it's disturbing. But I said the same thing. So I said, this is kind of hot. Ooh. They relied super heavily on shock factor for scare. Mm, okay. Um, I wasn't scared at what was happening. So I agree with you. The only scene that I thought was remotely scary was the hell scene. Yeah. Just because, like you said, like that's the scene that like is ingrained in your brain. But as far as like scare goes, I agree. It just wasn't really there. And their scare, it wasn't a lot of. They didn't have a lot of jump sequences, yeah. which I appreciate. Right. But the shock factor, it yeah. was like they took what 
Hereditary did well with Shock Factor and they tried to do it in their own film. That's yeah. kind of how mm-hmm. I took it. Mm-hmm. But that was my first one. That's a good point. I don't have any hot takes, honestly. That was my only one. So it's kind of hard to yeah. break yeah. down. Yeah, I understand. Okay. Uh, I said to give us five more. Yeah, no, <laughs> 100%. Like, yeah, I understand. I have a couple more. The actual main stakes concept is so similar to Insidious. Okay. A boy is trapped in a coma being tortured by spirits. Mm. Well, it's so similar. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and the fact that she has to go in and like, she almost yeah. is trying to go in and rescue him uh, is very similar to the dad going yeah, in and yeah, rescuing yeah, yeah, yeah. the boy. Yep. A hundred percent. You got me. I do see that it's now. It's the same. Yep. I was short circuiting for a it's second. because the boys are I, the same age that I didn't see it. <laughs> I will say, this might be a hot take. I think the hell scene way creepier than anything Insidious totally. did. And yeah. the further, that's what yeah, it's called. Yeah, further. But yeah. Cool. Which I want to see the end scene 17 cut. Um, having a second filmed is ridiculously stupid. We all agree with that. Yeah. Uh, the next one, we did not need to see Daniel making out with the dog. You already said that. Yep. My last one, the limbo scene where all the spirits are tugging at Riley is the closest any scene in film history has been to showing what hell could look, feel, or sound like. That's a great point, actually. I can't like think actual of anything hell. that would parallel, you know? Interesting. I'm trying to think. Me too. That I might agree. Because it does, I mean, that's kind of how you like just picture like this nasty, like teeth writhing. Play. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. I mean, I haven't seen a scene that close yeah. to how we yeah, as Christians yeah. imagine hell to be. That's Interesting. Fair. Just pretty wild. <laughs> okay, that's all I got. So nice. Have we heard any hot takes we agree disagree with? I don't think so. <laughs> the A twenty four one obviously is crazy. Golly, dude! I yeah, totally, that's insane. It's not like we kind of all agree though. On like a lot of them, a like lot the of dog, the negative ones. Yeah, no yeah. sequel. Hell was terrifying. Like it's. I think we're kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. Um, Marin, my wife, said it's one of the best horror movie endings of all time. Yeah, that is. Do we agree or disagree? <laughs> I do think it comes to like a complete, you know, like I said earlier, it's just complete 180. It, you're kind of back. So there's this sense of completion. It's, I was going to say, within the context of the film. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty good. As an ending to the film, like in general, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like it also depends on what your definition of a good ending is. Because like my wife, if things aren't perfect at the end of the movie, she said, this was the worst movie ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated it just because of the ending. You know, this, yeah, she, Marin might be right then. I Because I'm thinking about it, like it kind of appeases both audiences. Audiences yeah. who don't want a perfect, in, perfect ending and audiences who do. Yeah. Because it just fits perfectly in the context. Like Mia is still like, Totally. She's not alive, but she's like still there. Yeah. But also you kind of hate her. So you're like down for her to get this consequence. <laughs> you're down for her to die. I don't know. It's yeah, interesting. I get that. What is the hottest of all hot takes? Probably that Tusk is a masterpiece. I was going to say, I think for me, just the dogging on A24. Because yeah. I'm not trying to ride that wave and again be like, you know, I, I know it can sound pretentious. But like if you just really look at them and like. Strip away, like I know it's popular to like hate on things that are like gaining traction. Mm-hmm. Like I know that, but I do think A24 makes exceptional horror films. So I'm not saying they're going to nail it every single time, but like you can't say they consistently produce garbage because that's, I feel like that's inaccurate, just, dude. That's crazy. Pearl, Midsommar, Hereditary. Yeah. 
There's so many good ones. Like those three alone. Yeah. What was the one men? <laughs> I, yeah. See, that's what I mean. You can't always hit the mark. But I'm sure like if you're like a huge fan of like classic slashers, maybe you're just like, you know, a traditionalist and you don't like. Stick to Jeepers Creepers. You could just say it's not my flavor. Not that it's, they're a bad, they're bad. production company. Yeah. Because that is wildly untrue. Do we agree with the IMDb rating of 7.1? I would say less. I really did enjoy it. And I, I was excited that I got to have fresh eyes on the film. Yeah. Because I had never seen it till a couple days ago. But I would probably, I'd probably give it a 6.9. Okay. I said 6.8. I, this is actually the first time where I said I like where it's at. I like mm. 7.1. It's not perfect. Obviously, there are things that I would change about it, but I think it's a really good modern take on, like I said earlier, the possession story, and it's fresh, and they're new, and so all those things kind of come together. I think 7.1 is pretty good. All right, never mind. I'm going to change mine to a 9. (laughs) 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 Oh, well, this has been Cameron's last episode on Chamber. Anson is replacing me. (laughs) And Anson, you get fact for us next week. Oh, I'm just kidding. Oh, man. Chill factor. What do we believe is the best part of this entire film? I wonder if we all agree. Actually, we probably won't. I think I know what you're going to say, but I don't. You guys know what I'm going to say. I'm going to say the hell scene. The dog scene. Oh, (laughs) same thing. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Which sounds, I was like, for me to say the best scene in the film is the hell scene. I get what you mean. It sounds terrible, but. Mm Um, it just, in my opinion, made the rest of the movie so, so much better because it upped the stakes by like a million. Cause now totally. you're like mm. able to like barely visualize the torture Riley's going through. Yeah. And because they barely showed you anything, your imagination is like running as to like how wild it actually yeah. is. So I just really appreciated it. I said the montage scene. I just mm. love how everything works together. It, it just, to me is a beautiful scene. I really enjoyed it. I said the montage as well, just yeah. because it is, I've never seen a montage scene in a horror film like that. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It, like I think the, the creative mind that they have and the guts to do something like that in this type of a film and it not feel cheesy, yeah. but like a at a party and you know you're kind of losing your mind a little bit yeah. and maybe like the high factor was there i really liked that i think what scared me the most was the old lady though in the corner i actually was scared during that really? that's yeah that's a pretty intense moment any shadowy figure waiting to be revealed is always creepy so probably the toes sucking for me that scared me the most oh, that's a little rough <laughs> Okay, final rest. Anyways, <laughs> okay, we're done. Um, do we recommend this film? I would, for anyone who has the stomach for it. If you want to, if you're not opposed to like grotesque imagery and you know, no, like my wife would hate that movie. Same, but you know, if you like horror and you're down for, I feel like I say kind of the same thing every week, but it's true. Like if you are down for, because obviously there's some jarring moments, there's some violent moments. There's some creepy mo- like if you can just do all that, then yeah, for sure, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I I agree. I think it's it's like a demonic film that's not demonic. Yeah, you know that's like that's kind of how that's it feels. a good way to put it because they talk. I mean, it's like spirits and stuff. But um, so if you can handle the grotesqueness, then I yeah. think that you're fine. That's like I would say thing. it's a personified 
demonic movie. Yeah. 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 I feel like it's a good entry because it's not, it's not going to jump scare you so bad that you can't sleep. It's not, it is very brutal and grotesque, but it's not like Saw or anything like that. It's not gore porn. All right, where can I pay, or where can I watch this? Hey, where can you pay? Uh, you can Venmo us. <laughs> okay, you have to pay to watch it. That's what I was saying. Yeah. Because it's on. It's only on YouTube, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, Vudu, and Google Play. Yeah. That wraps up today's exploration of Talk To Me, a film that has um, certainly given us a lot to talk about. Woohoo! We want to extend a massive thank you, first of all, to Anson for taking the time to be here. It was great having you. Um, I'm only saying that because I had to write it in my notes. Just kidding. I felt bad saying that, actually. Because <laughs> you're like the greatest person ever. Uh, thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to the Chamber of Chills. For real, your support means the world to us. If you've enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to follow us on social media at the Chamber of Chills. Um, Instagram is really our hot spot right now. So uh, we're always eager to connect with you guys, share behind the scenes content, and hear what you guys think. Uh, speaking of thoughts... We know you've got them. You got those spicy hot takes just waiting. Whether it's on Talk to Me or any of the films we've reviewed so far, don't keep them locked away. Let us know how you really feel. Mm-hmm. Submit your thoughts, and uh, your take might just be one to uh, make it into our hot takes hallway episode. And by might, I mean it will because we don't get many. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it from the Chamber of Chills, boys. Actually, no, it's not because I have a riddle. Say the riddles. I am a tale of cursed lore, where images on screen doth pour, a chilling story death foretold, in seven days the truth unfolds. A circle simple yet profound, within its loop dark secrets found, a girl a well of vengeful plight, her haunting visage brings the night. What am I that brings such fear, a call you never wish to hear, a story shared, a deadly fling, speak my name, I am the... I didn't know we were doing Lord of the Flies. Yeah, dude, stop. (laughs) I'm supposed to know. I am the Lord of the Flies. (laughs) The Lord of the Flies. Peter Jackson. Lord of the Rings. That's a great... (laughs) That's a great riddle. Did you write that? Yeah, I'm a poet. (laughs) (laughs) Just end it there. (laughs) Yeah, that's it from the Chamber of Chills, boys. We are signing off. Love you all deeply. Love you guys. XOXO. Talk to me.